Hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 128 today and we have made it to our final segment of Snowfall on Fridays. We have been doing it since December, recapping each episode of Snowfall since the first week of December. So I'm excited. We have made it to episode 10 of season four, baby. And now we just getting prepared for February 23rd when season five returns. And you already know your girl going to be recapping it. It will come on February 23rd each Wednesday night. And I will do my recaps on every Thursday. So you already know how we do on this platform. We about to get into it. We about to break it down and we about to dissect it. Um, We are doing episode 10. I might be a little lengthier tonight because I do want to do a character build up and I want to recap the trailer as well. So you got time to, you know, hit pause real quick. Take a break, go get something to eat, pour something to drink, you know, fire up that hookah, roll up. Do whatever you do and come back and kick it with your girl because this might be a little lengthy as we break down season four, the season finale. Man, I'm proud of myself. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because from the first episode I uploaded, which was titled Introduction, if you guys want to go check that out, you'll see how nervous I sounded. (laughs) Uh, It is my first episode, but I had to take something out of it and upload it again. So um, it's titled Introduction, if you want to go check that out. That was my very first podcast. I said I wanted to recap every episode of Narcos and every episode of Snowfall because they go hand in hand. And I've done it. I I did that shit. (laughs) So I'm happy. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful Friday and getting ready for the weekend. And I hope you have a safe and fun weekend and um, wishing you all beautiful energy because there's so much going on right now. Um, Do not forget, I will be back on Sunday. We're going to be we're going to be covering Power Book 2 Ghost season finale. And then right after. Uh, we'll do Power Book 4, Force, and this is Tommy's version. It will be based off in Chicago, so I cannot wait to get into that. Um, don't forget, guys, you guys can always find me on social media. Facebook is Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, and if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special request of anything you would like for me to recap. It could be a TV show, it could be a movie, or it could be a documentary. It can even be a music album. I will check out your request, watch it, check it out, and get back with you in a couple days, and then I'll have it uploaded within a week or so. So it can be anything like that. Or if you just need to, you know, reach out to me for any other sorts, that's how to find me on either three of those platforms. Um, Don't forget, guys, if you love music like I love music, I have made all of my music playlists public for you guys to vibe to exclusively on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. It has the same picture profile as the podcast, so it's easier to find me. And I have every genre, 60s Motown. 
uh, 80s R&B, 80s hip-hop, 90s R&B, 90s hip-hop, country, rock from the 90s, gospel, blues, elevator music from the 90s. Uh, I, you guys know I'm writing my book, so I have a music playlist that I write to. I even, you know, uploaded that so you guys can vibe to that. So yeah, check out those music playlists. All you gotta do is uh, hit follow and, you know, Shanice got y'all covered on the music. I even got a nice little sexy little vibe if you with your little boo thing. Um, yeah, check me out. So on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the show and talk snowfall. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So this episode is titled Fight or Flight. In the description reads Franklin. Franklin's family fractures. Teddy makes a difficult decision. Gustavo chooses a new path. This episode opens with like back in the day, back in the 70s. And it shows us Alton being a very militant Black Panther active father. You dig? In the 70s. He walking into Franklin school because the school has called him due to Franklin would not say the Pledge of Allegiance. And it shows a different side of Alton, um, how he was back in the day before addiction took over, depression, and you know how he got on the street. And it shows the love that they had for each other and how he, you know, stood for what he stood for and the respect that Franklin also had for his father as a child. Um. <clears throat> That scene was a lot. And he was telling him, like, son, I can't choose your path for you. One day you'll have to make your own choice. And, you know, teaching him morals and grounds from an early age. So I love that side of seeing Alton like that. Because when we were first introduced to him in season one, he was on the street. He was an alcoholic. He just had a lot going on. And, of course, with all the obstacles that he was given in life with being had um in the the panther party and how they were interfering you know having to kill his own cousin um being infiltrated by the fbi it was just so much going on that took him down that long dark path to be an abstinence father and husband so we see franklin when it goes to the present day he's trying to get sissy to tell him where Alton is staying and she knows something is up she knows the reporter has been um killed even though they said it was an accident and Teddy was just there looking she don't really want to tell him where he's staying but she like if you need to get in touch with him you could put word you know in at the shelter and they'll locate him so we get into the next scene and we see Scully Scully then snapped out of it and he getting locked and loaded ready for revenge baby on franklin saint 
through this war that that was started at the beginning of season four it has cost him his child it has cost him multiple soldiers in his crew and not only that it has cost him the love of his life you know so he he's ready for payback he's ready for war and he didn't snapped out of all that you need to get that hate out your heart he ain't trying to hear that no more so we get into the next scene while leon and franklin they're driving leon kind of like asked him like do you really think reed killed that reporter and franklin just looks at him that look that look says it all so reed pages franklin franklin in a frenzy panicking and shit telling him to check the radio they pull over they check the radio and when he plays it child if alton ain't at that damn radio station again saying how the cia off the irene ivy and how he got proof pictures to prove it he know the cia agent real name he got pictures he just going on and on and on and on and he talking about how you know they tried to make it seem like irene's story was false and it was nothing but the truth so franklin and leon they just listen and they make a trip to the shelter looking for alton so the guy joe who was running the shelter in uh alton's absence he like he ain't here because alton did so much for the shelter so much for the community they stand behind him even when officer nicks came in there trying to do a shakedown they stood tall so you know they trying to in there they in there trying to get people off addiction trying to get people's life back together and here franklin come who distributing the shit they standing tall they trying to protect out so on top of that franklin you know he it's an emergency he must find his father because he's pissed off but he knows if reed catches alton before him he's going to lose his father regardless so this causes him to let joe know like you know i don't know if you knew this joe but do you know um this this is funded by the franklin saint foundation hi joe my name is franklin saint so (laughs) joe still ain't budging and franklin like everybody everybody get out everybody kind of just look and then Leon, he pulled that strap out. And damn it, won no games. All Joe could say is, you are a damn disgrace. <laughs> he does let him know, when I hear word from Allison, you will be able to open back up. So we get into the next scene, and we see Franklin and Teddy. They get into it over the phone. Reed gets to making threats, and Franklin stands tall. Like, I don't respond well to threats. So we get into the next scene and we see Top Notch. We only seen him like a few times. That's the guy who helped Alton with the passports and everything and was helping them get information, letting them know what type of CIA agent that Teddy was, you know, giving them the real deal about the government. So Top Notch meets up with Sissy and he got passports, new identification information, you know, for them to go, for them to get away because they know stuff is about to get hot and top notch he's real militant as well so we go into the next scene and alton goes to sissy to meet um to sissy's home to meet franklin and they talk alton says you know no matter what you think about me son i'm not bagging down this time not this time i'm not bagging down if i go down i just go down so while they're talking scully crazy ass stops by with the delivery for the same family 
talking about knock knock i just want to talk he got the uzi in the hand and um he busts in the house he kind of creeping like he going to war out and he comes out shooting scully gets hit but also does outson they both get hit scully runs out the house so we get into the next scene and franklin you know he gets out and bandaged up you can see he still cares about his father Alton pleads with him and Franklin is not trying to hear it that causes Alton to knock Franklin down so he can dip off and do what he has to do and meet up with Reed but you know he knocked him down but he do call Sissy and tell him that Frank tell her that Franklin needs help so uh later she shows up and she helps him up he instantly knows what's going on you know he goes into a frenzy page and read and asks him you know not to do anything to his father he like if i ever meant anything to you if you ever you know just care to lick about me please don't do it so he does give him the courtesy and tell him where him and alton plan to meet up at and one of their old uh spots where they used to do the re-ups so uh <clears throat> they meet up well you know sissy like i'm coming with you she's she's persistent because she knows you know she loves alton so we get into um another thing alton told him before scully came in there like a damn maniac he was like no this was after scully came in there while he was bandaging him up he was like look times have gotten so fucking ridiculous you got people coming shooting up your mama house and no and nobody cares and then if we go back to season one and we remember andre how protective you know he held over his community remember in season one it wasn't all this violence it was more uh unified and andre was not buying that andre was buying that when lenny and ray ray when they came to get on franklin's head baby he stopped them immediately. He stopped them while they were sitting in there on a, in a car plot. And he came over there like, I don't think y'all live around here. And then now uh, it's like no more policing over our own communities. And it's just straight gang violence, a body every night. And it's just like another day. So we've seen that graphic change within just the uh, from season one to season four. So we see... Uh, <clears throat> We see uh, after that, Jerome, they take off. They drive up to meet up to the spot. And Jerome is sitting there with Louie because it's like really intense. And it goes from scene to scene very fast. So we see Jerome, he's sitting there and he is with Louie. And we also see Scully. He is by his car, but he's bleeding out. And he's staring at a picture of Khadijah and his baby girl. Now, we do get the really big, intense meetup, the standoff between Alton and Reed at first. You know, they kind of go back and forth. Alton tells him, like, look, you came after my son. He is just a boy. You need to leave my son, my family alone. And Teddy tells him, like, look, sir, I don't know if you realized it, but your son, he's an adult. And not only is he an adult, he is the biggest distributor of rock cocaine, not in South Central, not in LA, in the world. So they go back and forth, 
you know, we get a standoff, you know, he uh, talks about how, you know, the CIA, the government, how they infiltrated the, you know, the, the, the party's movement from the Black Panther Party to slavery to 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 everything you know they kind of go back and forth and then teddy he stands his ground so you just think i'm just you know the white man huh they kind of go back and forth and while they're going back and forth franklin and sissy pulls up so then it goes back to the other scene at the hospital and scully arrives at louis hospital room we get a very intense standoff between both scenes it kind of goes back and forth louis happens to um talk scully down like look i get it i know you hurt but if you kill me it will never end my people will come after your people then your people will come back after mine it will never end now scully is not already in the right mind state remember he was all you know, get to hate out your heart. We got to stop all of this. But after Khadijah got killed, they put him back in that mind frame. Mind frame. Not only that, he was shot. So he's bleeding out. So that gives him a, a weaker hand. And Jerome gets him down on the ground. And that scene was just so intense. But Louie held her own. Now, Sissy, she, um, while we go back to that standoff, Sissy jumps in front of the gun and pleads for Alton's life saying, look, just leave him alone. I, listen, I will get him out of the country. We will go. You will never hear from me, from him again. So this is a very intense scene. Alton agrees to go. And then it like goes to the next scene, but we get a very emotional goodbye. Alton apologizes. He tells Frank, he tells Franklin he loves him. And, you know, he apologizes for everything that happened. Franklin kind of just stands there. You can tell he's emotional. He listens to him. But baby, when it's sissy time to say her goodbyes. That boy love his mama. And she love him. They cry. Very, very emotional goodbye. The two actors, oh my God, they, they did this. They end up getting on a jet leaving. Franklin stands there all night. After the plane and gone, he just standing there, you know, just, just standing there. Now, <clears throat> Teddy's standing there right by him. <laughs> Teddy like, look, I'm going to stand right here and make sure that plane is gone, okay? So, Teddy tells him, like, look, um, I'm going to have to take some time off, but don't worry. Business will keep moving. Gustavo will, um, you know, still keep getting your supply to you with the product. And then not only that, they're bringing in a replacement soon. They both end up getting into their cars and riding off into the sunset. So we get into the next scene, what appears to be the next day, and Franklin shows up at the hospital. Jerome tells him what happened. He like Scully showed up here last night. And, you know, Franklin, he like, what, what, what? You know, he like, no, I, Louis talked him down. Louis talked him down. So, you know, he running in the hospital. I mean, he running in the room trying to check on his aunt. And before he could take one step, Jerome stopped him like, no, I play she ain't seeing visitors today. We'll talk to you later, nephew. Because remember, Jerome has all that animosity built up. 
So um, we go into the next scene and Teddy Boss tells Gustavo that a replacement will be coming in next week. And I'm wondering, will we see that replacement when season five appears? Um, also, he gives him information on Lucia and we see she's been staying in Miami. So I'm wondering, will we see Lucia in season five, which I hope so. She is such a, a good character for the show, even though she wasn't my favorite of season two. But I really liked her in season one. But season two, when she got in all that shit and needed the recipe and then all that stuff with Kevin, it just made everything a mess and show how grimy she was. But we honestly seen her griminess when in season one when she killed her family and to be honest gustavo has been doing his thing solo like when she was in charge shit was a mess but you know so when he got one-on-one -on -one with teddy he got to building his own tunnel he got the, um working out the deal with the Venezuela family in uh sinaloa when he went to go visit her mom to use the routes like he was handling shit so we get into the next scene and franklin meets up with louis and jerome and they both are acting dry and got a brand new attitude. They tell him they want out. They want to do their own thing. They want to do their own thing their way. They're telling him like, you know what? We still going to keep it in the family. We will only get our product for you. But we no longer will work under your rules or be under you. And, you know, this catches him off guard. I mean, Jerome, he had a reason to feel that way. He never wanted to be in the game. And then when he did get to get money, he still didn't want to be in a game. He wanted to run his own speaker shop. And then not only that, they was lying to him that whole time. Louis, her attitude caught me off guard because this, she always wanted to be in this. And then, you know, she want, she knew what everything was about. She the one who chose to lie to her man. And then, you know, I understand she was shot, but it's been plenty of people shot in the game. And it's always been, hey, the gig is the gig. That's the business. But when people in that lifestyle... It's always just business and the gig is the gig until it happened to them. So now that she shot and wounded, now she got a brand new attitude. You know, when you was going down there, you know, poisoning your own people, your own so-called best friend, the gig is the gig. It was the job, but, you know. So <clears throat> when Franklin goes to tell Leon about their decision, Leon steps up and he tells him, like, look, you should let them go. You should let them go. You should let them do their thing. Even if they fuck it up, let them go. Because in the end, they will respect you more and they might come back. So Franklin like, hmm, when the hell you become so wise? My baby Leon like, I always been wise. You just ain't been listening. And he like, and I don't want to put no more on you, Saint. But, uh... I think um, I ain't with it no more either. I think I'm out. Franklin tells him, like, look, bro. I risked everything for you. I protected you when people was begging me to give you up. So what you gonna do is you gonna get in them projects and you about to make this motherfucking money. It ain't finna be no leaving. Gonna get in the projects. You're gonna bring that money in. I'm gonna get Louie and Jerome together, and we're gonna be a family again. Franklin and just figured every damn thing out and you know, figured everybody else life life out as well. But you know that's Franklin's thing, right? <laughs> However, um, 
I felt both of their sides. I felt Leon's side more because he killed the child. And from his whole personality, that's something that he never was with. Even if you go back to season two when Kevin was getting ready to go to the park and shoot everybody. Not only that is it wasn't his beef. Leon had nothing to do with that. Scully came after him because he was associated with Franklin and Franklin set that whole thing up. Now, he was just at the burger joint trying to get a burger. Him and Fatback, they came busting. They shot Wanda. Of course, he's going to want to go get payback as he should. He didn't know that child was going to be in a car. I felt Franklin. Everybody is leaving him at one point. Auntie, uncle, mama. And he did risk a lot. And a lot of the reason why he is alone and all this shit happened is because he protected Leon when everybody wanted his head on a platter. Even man boy was ready to stand down as long as he took, you know, turn Leon over. So I felt him. So I felt both of their points. I felt both of them. Um, Leon and Franklin, they are brothers. That's his day one. They go back as kids. And Leon, to me, Leon had his back. When Franklin was getting his ass whooped every day in season one, <laughs> and then Carvel came back to him, Leon held him down. They got their first body together and everything. So... After that, we go to Havana, Cuba. Alton sleeping all peacefully in the bed, looking like he on vacation. Sissy come in the room, swishing in her little sundress. <laughs> Talking about, I think I'm going to take a little trip to the market. I said, look at Sissy, switching up hips, looking all pretty as shit. <laughs> so, Alton is sitting there reading a book. A spook who sat by the door. Yes, 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 yes. That was a clue. That was a clue. Uh, the spook who sat by the door was a book that came out in 1969 by Sam Greenlee. It's a fictional story of Dan Freeman. He was the first black CIA officer in the CIA history of training persons and political groups who later used their specialized training in gathering intelligence, political um, subversion, and guerrilla warfare against the CIA. So, you know, I think that was a clue right there that he was reading a book and, you know, like he was expecting something. And Ian walks Teddy. Teddy looked like he'd been on vacation. He didn't clean himself up. He come in there looking like he on a damn vacation in Havana. Him and that damn pistol in his hand. Alton just turns around like he was expecting him. He calmly just turns around, basically like, just get this shit over with. But I don't think Alton is dead. I, I don't think he's dead, uh, but it left us with a cliffhanger. Then we get to the last scene. Pretty girl Mel in Odessa, Texas. A teacher now. Volunteer. She didn't cleaned herself up. Got her little Sunday school sundress on. In walks Franklin. Him and his damn cane arrives. He come in there all calm and collective limping shit. <laughs> Pretty girl male shivering. She nervous. She shook. <laughs> Child. 
Mm -hmm. He like, I came in here to deliver some tough news for you. Your close friend, Irene Ivy. She died. Car accident. I figure you probably want to know. You know, y'all so close and all. Mel, like, how she died? Like I said, car accident. You know, I forgave you for shooting me because I knew you was off that pipe. Your head wasn't in the right space. But one thing I ain't going to forgive you for is I know you gave all that damn information up to Irene about my family and I can't leave another loose end knowing somebody could come back after me. So at the beginning of the season when Irene went to go visit her and it kind of went off, she did give her that information on Franklin's family. Pretty girl Mel is like, look, let me ask you one question, Franklin, and I promise you will never hear from me again. Did you kill my daddy? We get a little standoff there. Franklin like, he just stares at her. Goodbye, Mel. He ain't get that girl no damn closure. He walks off limping and shit, stops, does a dramatic turn, looks at her, drops that damn cane, baby, walking off like the real pusher man himself. episode 10 title fight or flight recap i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you guys don't mind spending a little more time with me i just want to do a character build up talk conversation really fast i won't be too long and then just talk about the trailer and what to expect for season five so for character build up let's start off with franklin saint first when franklin saint when the show's started coming on i want to say it was year 1983 i believe and we just seen a young franklin he was he was fresh home from college very soft but he was hustling he was selling weed for jerome 
and very smart, ambitious young man. Always getting beat up all the time. You know, he, him and Pretty Girl Mel had that thing going on. And then now over time, he has just become just this boss. And, you know, he wasn't about any violence. Remember, after all the shit Carvel did, he couldn't even, uh, he couldn't even shoot him when they got him out there in the desert, you know, about his money about his money he had his little white boy rob he used to hang over his house on the weekends which we didn't see too much of rob season four i'm wondering will he come back in season five um but you know rob character his story just kind of he stayed loyal he stayed loyal and remember he had the information that's the uh alibi franklin used when he killed andre um and then remember when he first started going around, they had the porn house and it was jumping, honey. But that business went down the mom left. So I wonder will we see Rob again in season five. But back to Franklin, now he has just become this boss, you know, and he became strong over time. You know, every situation he went through, he became stronger and stronger and stronger and more confident in all business, all business. Also. I'm wondering, when he dropped that cane, I bet you in season five, we see a more darker Franklin who is ready for whatever, ready for whatever, and across whoever, you know. We see that he's expecting child, so, you know, the game has changed, and then it's also going to depend on what happened to his father as well. I'm wondering, is Alton still alive? Um, for character buildup for Sissy, we've seen this hardworking mother, single mom, husband was out on the street, uh, left nurturing, caring. We've seen how, you know, resilient she was. She just wanted to, you know, give her son an honest life, let him go to college and do the right thing, keep him away from the street life. However, you know, when she found out he was in the streets selling weed, she thought at first, but then selling, you know, rock she didn't want nothing to do with him until he was done with that but we've seen so much a transition with her character when she seen him beat up in jail when she seen him beat up in jail she threw in the towel honey and she like you know what as long as i have my son in my life then that's all that matters and hell she joined him and now she's a real estate lady and then you know, it made it look like she's, you know, in Cuba, but I'm trying to see, we don't know how that's going to play out because we don't know what actually happened to Alton. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see a big transition even more in season five from Sissy's attitude. Alton did a really big change over the seasons as well. When season one first came on, he was living on the street. He was sleeping on the corners. He was an alcoholic. Um, he just was looking terrible and we seen how he cleaned up how he got himself together and how he basically you know took off on Reed all by himself you know he went once he got back clean and got to trying to help people off of the community and really trying to begin that community center shelter get them clean get them jobs and do all he can do you know he had all type of his old fight back in him and he loved his family no matter how you look at it he did love his family we get to Louie. Louie did a drastic change in every season to me. In season one, she was just this girlfriend of Jerome's, kind of crazy, stayed in the house all the time, just sleeping and shit. And then in season two, she got to falling in love with Claudia. And she became 
like fuck Jerome. Basically, she had that whole ego attitude going on. Then we got to season three. She was all about the business. She was just this boss. She was always a boss. Then we got to season four. We seen more of a grimier side from when she went to um, Little Rock. We just, in, in Louis, we seen so much drastic turns. And then I can tell from the trailer, we're going to see even more drastic change in her character when it gets to season five, which I love me some Louis. And she's from Michigan, Detroit, 313. <laughs> um, we get into Jerome. Now, Jerome pretty much stayed the same. Jerome was always about about it. He was about that shit, but all he wanted to do was just hustle his weed. He didn't want to be all into this to the dope game like how Franklin was. When Franklin brought it to him, they basically had to beg him to be in the game. He didn't want anything to do with it. He just wanted to run his little speaker shop. But no matter what, no matter what, Unc stayed loyal to the end. When we get to Leon's character, Leon is one of my favorite characters on the show. Leon is one of my favorite characters on the show. Leon is very, very, very loyal. Very, very loyal. Remain loyal to Franklin all the way to the end. That's one of my favorite characters. And he pretty much stayed grounded the whole way. He was always about that action. He was always about getting money. And he always had a heart. No matter how you looked at it, even on how he, when he, you know, killed the child, he didn't just look at it like it was just another murder in the game. He took that to heart. What happened with Wanda? You know, he took that to heart. And speaking of Wanda's character, she had a drastic change. You know, when she when she first appeared in season two, she was really, really pretty. She was just his girlfriend. They were madly in love. And then she got addicted to rock. And look at where she ended up on the streets. So it's going to be interesting to see on how her story plays out in season five because she was getting clean. But, you know, keeping it true to form and realistic is hard to get off of that stuff. And you might get off of it for a minute and then you get back out there. And when we get to Melanie's character, her character was so sad because she had everything going for her in her life. It was just her and her father. He had raised her single-handedly. He had been down, you know, like he had worked, worked hard for her to go to college. She had her whole future ahead of her. Very smart. She was sneaky, used to sneak out the house and shit. Mel was doing okay before he took the rock. It's not getting twisted. But Melanie had so much to look forward to in life. And then one night it was gone. So I can't wait to see how her story plays out in season five. I'm pretty sure she'll be back. Um, Peaches, he just been a soldier from day one. He is returning and I love me some Peaches in this show. Uh, with Teddy's character, oh my God, he took a drastic change more than anybody. Season one, he was just like this awkward socialite. OCD had to be in control he was a mess and by season 4 hell he was doing cocaine he was chain smoking cigarettes he was ready to kill anybody for anything Teddy took a drastic change Teddy is what when you do undercover and you take on that and you start thinking that that's real you know um, with that operation he was on Gustavo he took a he had a very, very, very big character buildup as well. Gustavo was homeless. He was living in his truck. He was wrestling for money as also. He didn't have anybody. And when he got with Lucia, who I'm hoping that they bring her back, 
that's when, you know, we started seeing more of him. And then when she left him, that's when he got with Teddy and we started seeing a boss in Gustavo. Avi. <laughs> I love me some Avi. Avi, his character just kind of was all over the place. Like he was just this out of control man. He was the connect the original connect for Franklin. And then, you know, he be, you got to see a more griminess out of Ivy as well. You know, especially when they went to Panama with the banks, when he tried to jip Franklin out of money. And not only that, I think Ivy has something to do with the guns going missing with Reed as well. Um, so yeah, all the characters have definitely took a drastic change over the years. Let's play the trailer and we'll talk about that. And I'll get you guys out of here because I know I don't want to have you guys too long. Um, let me play the trailer really fast. All right, guys, here you go. Hope you enjoy. First time I met you, I said to myself, This young man has the war inside. Hey, we're glad you got your own dreams, but they're not ours. I swear to me, you will do everything you have to do to protect our baby. I promise. You decided that you should make yourself a middleman inside of your own organization. LAPD, they've got worse on it. Crack down on my people, they're broke. Police come at us, we gonna come right back at them. Find somebody to serve them. Baby, Woo. that trailer looked fire. It looked like it looked like we got Ivy. He back. He all grayed up. He got the mustache. He talking to a bruised up Franklin. You know, wouldn't be snowfall when you see Franklin with his ass beat at least one time, y'all. <laughs> we got Louie looking like new money and shit. Her and Jerome standing there and she like, Franklin, we happy you got your own dreams, but they're not ours. So we still see Louis got something going on with Louis. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, with, with Louis' whole transition, it was like just a whole new attitude that I didn't understand because her and Franklin was always on one accord. And, you know, she lied to Jerome. So it's going to be interesting to see Louis' demeanor this season. We also see it's a new love interest in Franklin. Uh, he has a baby on the way. She's pregnant and she's making him promise to protect their baby at all costs. It even show, shows her pulling out a pistol. Um, it shows Franklin looking like he learning how to box about goddamn time. We also see Teddy. He makes he shows back up and he's talking to Franklin about becoming a middleman in his own operation while, you know, Reed was gone. So, uh, at the end of it, it showed 
Franklin talking to another guy. I'm wondering, was that the replacement? Because he was like, nothing tears a family apart like money. So we do see LAPD, they are causing havoc in the projects. And it's still look like Jerome is in the projects heavy. They still got their whole crew they made uh, with Fatback Peoples. It looks like uh, the family gets together like they're on a vacation and everybody all smiling and making a toast and everybody smiling except for Louie. She's sitting there looking pissed. It also showed her talking to look like an undercover cop and she's telling him like, I ain't no snitch. So I don't know what's going to be going on with them. It showed her and Franklin kind of going back and forth like she didn't put everything on the line for him. So it's going to be a lot of animosity. It looks like towards Louie and Franklin. And we also seen it looked like Leon was looking like he was ready for war. Like it's going to be multiple shootouts. Um, we seen Franklin in a shootout. Jerome looking like he tearing somebody up. Ivy in a shootout. It's going to be multiple violence and shootouts. We seen Scully looking like he was getting ready to do something. So Scully's still alive. It showed Gustavo standing in front of pounds and pounds of bricks on bricks, but also getting beat up. Um, then we see. It's just multiple, like, just shootings and, and bomb fires and everything else. So, yeah, this season is going to be heated up. They're supposed to be bringing on a new character. It shows somebody stripping, too, but you can't tell who it was. I'm like, is that pretty girl Mel? Did she get back on? I don't know. I don't know if she returned it. But uh, it's supposed to bring on a new character as well who's supposed to be, like, Kevin's older brother. So I don't know if he's going to be looking for payback or what. And um, it showed the story, not the story. I don't know if it's going to be based off of his name, but, uh, you know, the guy, um, I talked about it in my um, in my documentary recap of Crack. Um, he was an NBA player who, let me see, what was his name? I think it was Glenn Lewis. Um, let me check. Glenn Rice. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. No, I don't want Glenn Rice. Hold on, y'all. I'm coming. We player. Died of crack. Okay, so during his four year during his four years of playing for Maryland, he was named the first team All American two days after being selected by Boston Celtics with his second overall pick in 1986 NBA draft. Glenn Bi Liam Bias died from cardiac um, arrhythmia induced by cocaine overdose, and like he was having a heart attack in the um in the in the one of the trailers so i'm wondering is it going to be like based because you know snowfall is loosely based off of freeway rick ross i'm wondering is they're going to kind of work that story in there because that changed the game for crack cocaine when that basketball player had died off of it so that changed the game and they're sticking true to form with the 80s so i'm wondering if that's how they're going to do it as well but the trailer looked fire i mean violence everything i cannot wait like snowfall is literally one of my favorite shows it goes hand in hand with narcos narcos show you how it got started how they got everything over here how they got the shit over here how they got the cartels up and ready and then snowfall shows you on what we did to it when it got over here and how it, what it did to the communities and how fast it did it goes hand in hand and you know the government played a big hand in it as well so very sad 
Um, make sure you guys check out my Narcos recaps if you haven't, and check out that documentary recap I did. It's called Crack, and we broke it down as well. Make sure you guys check that out. And let's just give ourselves a clap, y'all. <laughs> we recapped every episode of Snowfall, so now we're going to patiently wait for February 23rd. Don't forget to meet me every Thursday night, because, baby, if it's one thing I'm going to recap, we're going to recap Snowfall every Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? So I. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you guys for checking me out every Friday night for our recaps as well. Um, I'll be back on Sunday for two podcasts. We're going to do Power Book 2, Ghost, and we're going to do Power Book Force. And earlier, um, I had went and worked out. I did an hour and 10 minutes on the treadmill. I had uh, I didn't feel like listening to no music, so I uh, watched Power the original power i went back to when ghost was alive just with you know everything going on i'm like let me go back and see some things especially with everything that they brought up with lobos if you're a power watcher you know but um yeah don't forget you can hit me up on social media i got a sleeper for you guys and we'll keep it snowfall playlist so here's my sleeper That's all this love by DeBarge. I just want to tell you guys, thank you for your support as always. I love you, podcast family. Make sure you meet me back here Sunday. I want to wish you just a wonderful, beautiful weekend. There's so much going on. Stress is at an all-time high. Just make sure you know you stay up. <clears throat> Try to keep a positive mind and know that what's meant for you is meant for you and everything will be okay. You know, just try to go, you know, Keep your head up. It's so much going on right now. I'm just wishing everybody 
positive energy, a beautiful weekend. I'm hoping you guys will come back and kick it with me Sunday for our power recaps. And, you know, you never know what people are going through. So I just want to send love and positive vibes and tell you guys to have a beautiful weekend. And don't worry about what you don't have. Focus on whatever your desire is, whatever your heart is, and it will come. What's meant to be will be. Focus. If you fall, get back up and try again. On that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.